Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how's it going? How's it going, Henry? I am doing great right now. I'm doing great as well. Uh, all right. The Comic Sauce Podcast can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Comic Sauce Pod. And today we're going to talk some Moon Knight. Moon Knight is the latest Marvel Disney Plus show to drop. And it just finished. Season one, Moon Knight just finished this past Wednesday. Today is Friday, May 6th. And yeah, we're hot off the presses here. The show ended on Wednesday, May 4th. So um, pretty fresh in our minds. Uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to uh, go go deep into Moon Knight. Uh, so before we get into the show itself, maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, our thoughts going in, even before the season started. Like, what was our anticipation level? What was our familiarity with this character? Um, yeah, what were your thoughts going into the season, Christian? Let's see. Moon Knight has always been like a cult favorite type of character. Um, I have never really read much uh, Moon Knight on his own. He's a character I've definitely like seen a bunch in crossovers, and I have liked in crossovers. He's kind of this like really weird, unhinged character, and like he does like um, he does get compared to Batman a bit. Um, I think just as this dark figure of the night, of someone who dealing with um, kind of it's multiple personality disorder, right? dissociative identity disorder. Uh, Batman does really doesn't deal with that, but there's a lot of duality in the character, as well as the the background of New York versus like Gotham. Um, so I was definitely intrigued. I think a lot of people have been asking for Boon Knight for a long time that I've seen online, and I was excited to see to see what they were gonna do. I was uh, pretty anticipated, and I thought this is they were like, oh, this is this is cool to get something like a little darker and weirder. Right on. Yeah, I had a similar feel too. You know, um, we had an episode on our most anticipated of this year, of the year 2022. And this show, Moon Knight, was my number one most anticipated show of the year. So yeah, I was definitely looking forward to it. And um, I was pretty familiar with the character too. I read quite a bit of Moon Knight solo moon Knight, as well as like team ups and stuff and um yeah uh just a quick shout out the warren ellis run on moon Knight is particularly awesome like that's the the run i would most uh recommend to check out and um yeah you mentioned the batman comparison yeah it, it's it's pretty apparent that Moon Knight was Marvel's crack at Batman. He's like a knockoff, a back, a Batman knockoff, um, born of the seventies. And, um, 
not only is Moon Knight kind of a Batman knockoff, but um, Moon Knight is also kind of a horror crossover character. Uh, his first appearance wasn't in Moon Knight number one. It was in Werewolf by Night 32. So he was in a werewolf comic book. Um, so kind of cool. He had some horror origins. And yeah, interesting that uh, there are some Batman parallels because we talked about this before, but uh, the month of March this year saw the release of the new Batman movie and the new Moon Knight series. So uh, we were kind of looking forward to this sort of like head to head sort of thing, Batman and Moon Knight. And now we've seen both. And uh, today we're going to get into the show and uh let's just give the big spoiler alert now uh we're going to go into great depth in the show including plot spoilers etc so be warned okay the moon knight show six episodes like i said just wrapped up a couple days ago let's talk about what we liked about the show uh yeah you want to start christian what aspects of the show did you enjoy um i guess let's start off with i think the biggest positive um oscar isaac as moon knight i think he does a wonderful job here probably one of uh, like arguably one of the best i think performances for an mcu superhero I think the way he plays the characters of Steven and Mark and the way he kind of plays off of himself is really fun to watch. I think when he's just out of the costume and trying to interact with himself and like while also trying to interact with other characters or in episode five where uh, you kind of see the, the psyche of his mind, I think he does a wonderful job here. He really like carries this show on his back. He he is Moon Knight, you know. Yeah, for sure. I'm in total agreement too. I think Oscar Isaac's performance here is uh, the biggest highlight of the show. And when I say performance, it's a singular performance, but it's across multiple characters, right? And uh, pretty cool that the show starts with the Stephen Grant character because the persona most associated with Moon Knight is Mark Spector. So kind of throws a curveball at you right away, right? With the Stephen Grant guy. And um, the Stephen Grant character is very unlike characters Oscar Isaac has played before. I mean, you think about Poe Dameron and uh, these sort of like confident and, uh, uh, you know, um, action oriented characters he's played. Um, This is a total 180 from that, right? Um, That's the Mark Spector character. The Mark Spector character kind of more closely resembles Poe Dameron, right? Um, But yeah, Mark and Steven are so different. It's cool. You you can see uh, those differences. And it's amazing that it's the same actor playing these different characters. 
and it is so distinct and uh, man, he, he's, he's pretty amazing uh, kind of just turning that switch on and off and you can see it happening like right in front of you in real time. And it's a pretty phenomenal performance for sure. Yeah. Big props to Oscar Isaac. And, you know, they, I think uh, Marvel, they really, uh, they, they landed a, a great actor for this role and um, he didn't disappoint. You know, they're probably super stoked when he agreed to do uh, this character. And uh, yeah, he, he, he didn't, he didn't mail it in. <laughs> Great performance. All yeah. Right. I really liked the way that like, I guess going off of that, they do start with Steven at the beginning and yeah. he's unsure of what's going on. And that's a good way to, I guess, to bring the viewer kind of more into it. Yep. Because you're kind of on Steven's side. You're not really sure what's going on where, and like over time you get more of who Mark is. And I think the big reveal that Mark is the original person and Steven is kind of the split yeah. quote unquote feels like a really big moment in episode five. And like, I think, uh, and also, I did really like, you know, we already did give the spoiler warning already. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how they bring in Jake at the end, and he's speaking Spanish. Right. We right. only got a little bit, but I thought it was, uh, even that, like, the third personality was cool to see. Yeah. Nice little tease. Yeah. Yeah, we can maybe talk about this more later, but um, I know in the comics... Moon Knight is primarily these three personalities, right? Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, and Jake Lockley. And knowing that, I kept looking for Jake Lockley. And I was like, where is the third persona, (laughs) right? And interestingly, they kind of hinted at a third persona throughout the season. uh, But it wasn't until the very end. I mean, we're talking the post credit scene where you actually get to see Jake. Um, cool that we got to see him, but uh, kind of wondering if it might've been cooler if he was in throughout the season. Right. Uh, so I don't, I don't know, something to think about, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, back to the point about starting with Stephen Grant, that made sense to me. I mean, it was like a curveball, kind of cool, but um, Stephen Grant really is like the relatable persona right so it it does make sense that the show started with him you get to know him and he's like a very like ordinary guy with ordinary people type problems right so um i thought that was a cool entryway into the show now uh what else anything else good let's see um i i get like i think Anything else good that didn't directly involve Oscar Isaac? Because I do, yeah, I really do think Oscar Isaac is really kind of what carries the show. Um, let's see. Um, hmm. I do think that um, the uh, the Egyptian stuff, uh, I, I'm kind of mixed on, but I'll talk about, I guess, the good stuff before I talk about the bad stuff. I think we haven't really seen that yet in the MCU and it does kind of bring uh, like a freshness to it. I sure. think 
the there's like a bit of a dungeon crawl in episode four, like a catacombs Indiana Jones raid. Uh, yes. As you go through, and there's that monster going, like following them, that attacks Layla. I thought that was really cool. And I think it's the overall art direction for, I think, the more fantastic stuff I liked. I, the CGI, I do think, uh, was a bit lacking at times, but the overall art direction was really strong. I really liked the sand ship going across the dunes, and then when you see Mark in the vast field of reeds, and the way um, it kind of moves between these different locations... Oh, I thought was uh was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good call out. Yeah, I too wasn't a big fan of the CG in the show a whole lot. But now that you mention it, just the the visual feel of the show, like you mentioned the art direction. Yeah, pretty cool, you know, interesting. I know there have been some comparisons to Legion, the show Legion. Um definitely has kind of a psychedelic vibe to it. And that is interesting, you know, for sure. Um, there is uh, a lot of like mental wellness questions that pop up <laughs> during the show and some mental instability type themes. And uh, the, the visuals of the show do capture that pretty well, I think. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a treat to look at uh, at times. I will, I will say that. Okay, so I know the two of us had some issues with the show, so I think we can start getting into the negatives. Um, we probably have uh, quite a few to list. Uh, maybe we'll start with this. And I'm curious if this is even a negative to you. Um, one of the negatives on my list was that the show actually is not very faithful to the comics. It's very unfaithful to the Marvel comics. And, um, you know, to me, that's, that's not like the death knell, right? Necessarily. But uh, man, they, they took a lot of liberties with Moon Knight and kind of everything about Moon Knight comics with this show. Um, so where to start here? Let's see. So, oh, first off, uh, Moon Knight's powers. So in the comics, like we've been saying, Moon Knight in the comics is very much a Marvel version of Batman. Batman being a non-superpowered hero. And Moon Knight in the comics is pretty much like that. Uh, there's kind of an interesting twist where he has enhanced abilities at night and particularly when the moon is out. Like when there's a full moon out, like don't fuck with Moon Knight, right? But for the most part, he's like uh, just a highly trained regular dude. Now with the show, man, you talk about a complete change from that. Um, the Moon Knight superhero in this show is really like, a superhero with almost godlike powers, like bullets are useless to him. You can impale him uh, with with uh, spears. 
he can fly. I mean, there's like nothing he can't do here. And you talk about a complete change. Um, that's a huge one. Uh, a lot of the characters were kind of changed. Um, in the comics, uh, there's this character, Frenchie, who is not in the show at all. I, there's this like Easter egg kind of reference to him, I think. Um, but he's he's like... He's like uh, Moon Knight's best best bud, and also kind of like his dude in the chair, more like his transport, like he's his driver or something. But um, yeah, he's missing. Uh, there's the character Marlene from the comics. She's not in the show at all. So uh, they completely changed uh, Moon Knight from the comics. And oh, and I'll, but one more thing. Uh, so. Again, with the Batman comparison, Batman is like synonymous with Gotham City and an urban environment. That's Moon Knight in the comics also, right? Um, he's uh, the protector of travelers of the night. And in the comics, oftentimes that's him, you know, protecting people from the crime-ridden streets of New York City. And uh, a lot of urban environments. And again, <laughs> this show completely strays from that we talked about how it's kind of cool we have that uh, the egyptian themes and the cool look and feel of it I and mean, this this show takes place in uh like the the corners of of moon knight's mind and we see psychedelic imagery we see um the sands of egypt and, and we talk about uh, a very uh, different kind of vibe from from urban settings Right. Uh, so that, yeah, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a bit. Um, yeah. What, what did you think about that? Like that, that how, I mean, you mentioned how you weren't super familiar with like solo Moon Knight books, but um, now that you have heard my take on it, like what's your feel about how unfaithful this show is to the Moon Knight comics? Huh. That, that is a good point because like, there's a lot that I don't know about Moon Knight, so it is really interesting to hear about, you know, about how faithful versus unfaithful it is. Um, I've also heard, is this correct? So are the personalities switched? Like, I've heard that in the comics, Steven is the one who's, like, very rich. Um, True. And, like, is he more like kind of Jake at the end, where is Steven kind of the killer? Where, um... Is Jake more of maybe more like Steven in the show? That is a good question because I don't think there's a definitive answer um, because I think early Moon Knight, it was like Mark, Steven and, and Jake and Moon Knight would almost um, like kind of switch between the personalities to whatever situation worked best for him. And having this dissociative issue wasn't a problem. He actually used it to his advantage. It wasn't until like more modern Moon Knight comics where it was actually like some sort of like mental limitation and something he really struggled with like he does in this show. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you were to look at different Moon Knight comics over the ages, um, you would get a different answer to your question, basically. Okay. All right. Like, because I think with everything else, like I think, from what I've seen, yeah, he's always only been with New York City, 
and he definitely felt more in line with characters like Daredevil, you know. Um, so, like, this definitely wasn't what I was expecting, I think, where they were going to take Moon Knight. I know that it, it does seem like the MCU does want to move away a bit more from New York City um, as a like as a whole. I mean, a lot of Marvel does take place in New York in general, and a lot of what's yeah. going on does take place yep. there. So I guess I could see why they might move away from it. But I was kind of I was like hoping that they would get more into the Batman-y type of stuff. Like yeah. as a big Batman fan, it would be cool to see, you know to see that from the Marvel perspective. You know the Marvel take on Batman, in a sense, quote quote unquote. I like uh, right. you know, I don't want to call him like a ripoff or anything, or you know, or say <laughs> that I just want to see more Batman. But I think like you know the shadowy creature of the night, you know, who goes around and defeat like fights bad guys, you know, in New York. It's just cool, and that, um, uh, like, also just, I guess it goes to, I guess, a point is that it felt like we didn't really see a lot of Moon Knight in the costume, and a lot of what we got was only just him fighting these, like, demon dogs, for the most part, or, like, demonic-type characters that felt, like, really CGI-heavy, and they they were, like, kind of short, and the choreography was not the best most of the time, Yeah, and so I think if they kind of reeled back on that and had them fight, you know, bad guys in New York. They could have had a little more of the Moon Knight character. Am I onto yeah. something? Like, I guess to someone who read the co- hasn't read as much, does that seem more in line with Moon Knight? Is that something that you would want to see more of? Absolutely. 100%. You know, kind of like what you're alluding to. I wanted to see some more Batman shit. <laughs> I wanted to see a whole lot more Batman shit as it was. It seemed like they were trying really hard. I would argue too hard to try to make this as non Batman as possible. Right. They wanted it to be fantasy and supernatural stuff rather than um, realistic and urban right um and you know i think it makes sense that they took that approach because you know batman is hugely popular and shoot a batman movie just came out and there's more to come and um guess what you know uh marvel tv shows have delved in this territory if you look at the marvel netflix stuff um particularly daredevil um we've seen this kind of stuff right so i can understand why they would go in a totally different direction right they were probably concerned that a lot of people would say well you know we've already seen this with batman or we've already seen this with daredevil or you know even with the punisher you know We've seen it time and again. Why not try something completely different? Which they did. Um, but the results were definitely mixed. <laughs> right? Um, and you know what? I'll, I'll say that their approach could have worked. I think it could have worked. But the execution wasn't quite there. Um, so one of, the, one of the big problem points to me 
is the powers. Like I, I, I mentioned how the powers are very different from the comics and that was already kind of a sore spot. Um, but I think what really bugged me about all that was that they never explained his powers at all. Like, give me an idea of what this guy can do, right? So when I'm seeing Moon Knight in action, like, at first, it's really exciting. You're like, oh, shit, finally, we can see the full Moon Knight suit. We can see Moon Knight kicking some ass. Uh, this is great. But then, you know, after a few fights in, like, I'm just scratching my head going, like, what can this guy do? Like, when he... when uh some bad guys shoot him. They fire bullets into him. I'm like, oh shit, did they just kill him? But no, the bullets apparently have no effect on Moon Knight in the show, right? So like, I want to know like what what the deal is, right? Um, and I know these shows don't want to spend a lot of screen time just doing expedition exposition, um, but give me give me some idea of, of what this guy can do. And what he can't do um yeah especially with a new character right with the disney plus shows to date usually it's been characters we are familiar with oftentimes very familiar with right and so they don't need to spend time explaining what falcon can do what vision can do etc right um this is a new character like they should let people know what's going on. And uh, we, we got none of that. So like uh, I thought of the, the Hawkeye series a little bit and we got a new character there, Kate Bishop. And um, they didn't spend a lot of time explaining her abilities and stuff, but they had this little, I think it was this little montage explaining how uh, she was really inspired by Clint Barton at an early age and then she trained in archery and martial arts. And um, you just just you just got a sense of what she could do. Right. She's a normal person. She has no superpowers. Uh, but well, she's driven by this 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 early obsession with Hawkeye. And she put in the work. She trained a lot. Right. So um, she's 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 highly skilled. Right. Uh, so give me something like that. You know, like some kind of explanation. Didn't get that at all. And um, yeah, it, it made the fights, which are already very like CG heavy, it made them even more just kind of like I, I had no stake in it. I was just watching the CG spectacle. There was really no narrative tension because I didn't know what he could do. It just, it's just like watching someone play a video game or something. So that, that was a big sore spot for me. That, that, that was a big problem. Yeah. That's a uh, that is another good point because like yeah this is the first time we've seen Moon Knight on screen like ever really yeah. um because I think uh like if I think of like other like big Marvel characters even if they don't explain their power set in the MCU and what they're capable of they there's usually some other like some form of media that does that you know. Like, kind of what they did with, say, like, Spider-Man. Like, you kind of... And they, like, clue you into this character very, very quickly. Whereas, <laughs> like, it does feel like they kind of... They don't really say much about Moon Knight himself. 
what he's capable of, and he just kind of throws out powers out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, I think the flight only shows up, like, real quick once in episode six, am I, if I'm correct. I think so. And I remember seeing that and be like, wait, what? He does that? Like, <laughs> right. He could do that? Wait, what? Like, was he able to do that this whole time? Like, and I was like, yeah, very confused on some, like, things in this character. And it is interesting here, like, about, like, who he really is, who he is in the comics. And I think it does make you wonder a bit, like, it's like, man, it's like, they were going to do Moon Knight, but why didn't they do Moon Knight, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, I understand why they went in the direction that they did go in this whole Egyptian mythology and fantasy angle, but um, you gotta, you gotta make it work. Uh, Like explain shit. Like, and it's not just the powers too. I felt like just overall uh, the show was very confusing. Like the plot was kind of hard to follow and um, yeah, kind of a big mess. Like I, 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 I started out tuned in and then when I started to get like sort of agitated by like the confusing power set and the confusing plot, I, I sort of checked out a bit and I just sort of um, became disconnected from the show. I just sort of watched it out of obligation in a way and and didn't really like um, invest into the plot or the character so much. Uh, so, yeah, kind of unfortunate. You know, maybe the uh, the sort of disjointed plot was partially to do with like uh, the mental state of of Moon Knight of you know Stephen and Mark, um, but yeah, it wasn't helping <laughs> that I was already kind of like checked out in a way, and um, the show was just kind of a mess and didn't didn't like uh, do anything to like draw me back in put it that way yeah how did you feel about like the whole Amit versus like big conchu like kind of the egyptian god politics angle the big i guess external conflict yeah that, that, that was kind of the part i think i checked the most yeah, on. oh you me know? too no that, that that whole stuff uh that that whole thing was like completely uninteresting to me and especially at the end when you see like essentially two giant monsters fighting in uh, mediocre CGI, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, um, I think, like, anything to do with the internal struggle I was invested in, like, the the mystery of who Mark was and who Steven was. Yeah. I think they focus a lot on that on episode one, and I was, like, very intrigued on where this is going to go next. Mm-hmm. And, like, as you're learning about who Mark is, I was like, okay, this is interesting. But I think once they got more into the the external plot conflict of, like, fighting Amit and um, the bad guy, uh, Harrow, you know, it, yeah. I was definitely, like, uh, you know, like, I think the, I ch- the, the big politic court in episode three, I did check out a bit on, as much as I did love, like, Konshu taking over I think Mark and like Mark him essentially taking on another character in that that moment but because I liked Mark you know 
Yeah. Not because I liked the court scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with what uh, a lot of what you mentioned. I would add, too, that, you know, we've mentioned the CG in this show. There is a lot of CG in this show. I would say way too much. And, um, yeah, the, the big, like, Egyptian god battle at the end is just, like, way overboard. Like, a little reminiscent of the the two dragons battling at the end of Shang-Chi. You know, pretty corny. Um, but, hey, let's talk about the Moon Knight costume itself and i guess the moon knight and the mr knight costume um clearly they went the cg route here um yeah i had some issues here too man like a cool part of the mcu is is cool costumes you know for the most part the mcu has adapted comic book costumes to shows and movies quite well you know you take a, a costume that could potentially look very corny in a movie the captain america suit they made it look pretty damn cool um and they've done that time and again so they went a completely different way here uh clearly the costumes in this show are not actual, you know, costume design, <laughs> you know, practical costumes. Uh, they're, they're like totally CG'd. And um, yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's not the Moon Knight I know. Like, like we keep talking about the Batman comparison, but Moon Knight is much more of a Batman character than a supernatural force, right? So I, I was not a fan of of the moon knight suit here they were going for kind of a mummy sort of look um yeah it didn't work for me what'd you think hmm i think it was a yeah the uh mark specter moon knight costume was it felt it felt a little too like overdone you know i i don't i don't want to say i hated it i i it did look very obviously cgi like it was like i was okay with it i did get a bit of um Oh man, uh, I, I I don't I I kind of hate making this comparison, but like you know, kind of like the Green Lantern suit. Um, that might be a, I don't know if that's a little far, but you know, it's like kind of a little too much. I think I much prefer oh, right. the um the Mister Knight costume. I think that was like a little more sleek. It had the it looked like that could be like a real costume somebody would be wearing where there's like a bit of a suit, there's just the plain white mask, you know? It felt, that felt a little more like, I like that they kind of, you know, that felt more like something like that I would see, like a comic book come to life, you know? It felt like a little, I like the more grounded version rather than I think the, the big Mark Spector Moon Knight mummy outfit, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So what about the villain? So the villain of the show is Arthur Harrow, played by Ethan Hawke. Uh, kind of an interesting choice. The, uh, the character of Harrow does exist from the comics, but he's definitely not known as 
Moon Knight's arch nemesis, right? He's more of a secondary villain at best. Um, so yeah, kind of an interesting choice. Um, yeah, what'd you think about uh, this villain? Um, yeah, you know, I wasn't as big on Harrow. I thought he had a in episode one where you first see him. At- and he's judging the person, and he has the the scales on his arm that move. I thought that, that was a really intriguing opening to his character. I was really I couldn't wait to see where they went with this like create this cult like figure who had this kind of sense of charisma. I thought Ethan Hawke played him as well as he could, but uh, it just I don't know I I kind of lost track of his character. I think I wasn't as into Harrow, but I did like um him as the psychologist as like when they kind of bring him back yeah. midway through episode four and that like dream sequence i thought he, like it was great it was like confusing and it was like not what i was expecting so i thought he even though that wasn't really harrow it was more of just a more another machination within mark's mind i liked that part but uh i think when they kind of come back to him uh, he fell, I think, a little flat. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I found this villain very uninteresting. I was pretty checked out on him. Uh, similarly, though, I would say he was interesting initially. Yeah. You know, when you first get to know this guy, I wanted to see more of him. I wanted to see what he was all about. Um. Yeah, pretty interesting about the whole like the judgment thing. And I thought it was cool that he was like this cult leader. Right. So when the show started, I thought, oh, man, is this going to be like Moon Knight takes on Nexium or some shit like that? Right. Like Moon Knight versus a cult. Uh, that sounded pretty interesting to me. Um, you know, if if it was more like that and and they didn't delve into like all the supernatural stuff and some pretty uh, incredible superpowers on display. Um, I, I thought maybe could have worked a lot better. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it just kind of went off the deep end soon after uh, that, that initial episode, I think. Um, yeah. Speaking of Harrow, um He's basically a regular guy that has like this interesting like judgment power. Um, but later on, he gets this like super powered staff and he becomes like kind of like what we've been saying with Moon Knight. He becomes like a character with almost godlike powers. Right. Um, so they're going toe to toe. And when they're fighting, um, I alluded to this earlier, but. You know, I have no idea what Moon Knight can do. I have no idea what Harrow can do with his staff. And I'm just like checked out, man. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> who can do what. And I'm just watching these guys go at it. And it just it's just not making a whole lot of sense to me. Um, so, yeah. Um, could have been so much more here. Could have been so much better. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like some poor decisions were made. And they, the execution really wasn't there really wasn't um yeah i think we can go on and on about like the negatives on the show um but i don't know any just random thoughts good or bad about moon knight Hmm. yeah um let's see so 
I guess like how much do you uh, how much do you want to talk about episode six? I think the final episode, the what happens in the finale, and I think things that happen that set up for the future. I guess yeah. the first the first thought uh, um, I'm going to start off is um, so like Layla and the character should be uh, Scarlet Scarab. Mm-hmm. Um, comes out at the end of the at the end of the show and has a big fight. Becomes uh, uh what's her name? Tamarets avatar yep so like i i guess my first question is like so like is that part of the comics is that like i've heard i've heard of scarlet scare but it is that how it generally goes is she like a prominent moon knight character is she her own thing yeah i was asking these same questions because i didn't know when i was watching the show i didn't know if this was a character they just made up for the show. I had no point of reference in the comics. Um, as it turns out, after a little bit of research, uh, the Scarlet Scarab is a Marvel character in the comics. Uh, but first of all, it was a male character. And second of all, it's, uh, it has nothing to do with Moon Knight. <laughs> it's not a Moon Knight character. It's like, I think he first appeared in like a Thor comic or something. Uh, and uh, I guess thirdly, it's a pretty obscure character. Um, so, yeah, it, it really, uh, the Scarlet Scarab really had nothing to do with Moon Knight in the comics. And uh, I think this Layla character is completely new. She definitely didn't appear in Moon Knight. And I think they just kind of oh, really? um, gender swapped uh, the secret identity of Scarlet Scarab. Um, and Turner into turned him into this character. So, for all intents and purposes, a brand new character. Okay, like I don't know. Like uh, I guess, what, do you have any thoughts on on Layla or the Scarlet Scarab? Because I think like um, I I I did like Layla when she was brought in. I thought like, oh, it was interesting. Oh, Mark. Mark's been married for all this time and has history with this character. And I thought they bounce off kind of well enough. And then you find out that Mark kills her dad. Right. Right. Or killed her dad previously. And it's this big thing that they weirdly never resolve in the final act when they finally <laughs> back up. Right. Get what, like it's together. True. Yeah. And then uh, she becomes, you know, no, he, she becomes her own superhero at the end at a, you know, like what kind of feels like out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know if they were, I didn't know it's like, are they a team in the comics that like, I was, I, I like, I guess didn't really have much of a point of reference here. Yeah, they definitely weren't a team in the comics. Although I mentioned the omission of the Marlene character from the comics. I think the Layla character is essentially replacing the Marlene character because the Marlene is like the uh, love interest uh, for Moon Knight in the comics. And Layla is essentially that in the show. And yeah, I've, I'm kind of with you. I was sort of interested in their relationship in the show, kind of complicated and they had good chemistry. And yeah, I kind of wanted to, to see more, like where was this headed? Um, but yeah, going back to what you're talking about, episode six um yeah that is when 
uh, Layla becomes the Scarlet Scarab. She becomes a superhero, right? Um, yeah, kind of like what you're saying, a little bit out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It reminded me a little bit of when uh, Pepper Potts becomes a superhero in like Iron Man 3. And it's just sort of like just done just for the hell of it. <laughs> Didn't really, it was kind of out of place, right? And it was a little bit pandering, a little bit forced. Um, I don't know, kind of cool though with Layla. Uh, here's where I kind of had an issue though. Um, like there, there is a scene after she becomes the Scarlet Scarab and a young Egyptian girl sees her, right? And she's kind of inspired, right? And yeah, that's it's kind of a nice moment, right? Because, you know, we haven't seen an Egyptian superhero on screen. So we're getting that here. That's kind of cool. No question about it, right? Pretty cool. Uh, I, I, I felt they kind of stepped on the moment a bit, though. I think that if they just left it at that, you, you see this young Egyptian girl seeing an Egyptian superhero and being excited about it, that's all we need to see, right? That's cool. But they decided to throw in this really clunky dialogue, right? Where the girl says, are you an Egyptian superhero? And then Layla says, yes, I am. <laughs> and it's just so forced. Like, it's just, oh, it's like really, uh, really sloppy writing, you know? And again, the, it could have worked like 20 times better if they just left it without that dialogue. Like just the imagery you see, that's all you need to see, right? Uh, so, yeah, like like a lot of the show, I think uh, the decisions they made are a little questionable, but ultimately they could have made it work with with some slicker execution. But man, it was just sloppy in a lot of places. And um, yeah, well, I think ultimately the Layla character was just kind of uneven and um, was kind of all over the place, you know, so uh, a, a little bit of a miss there, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think that, like, would you, would you say this this would have been something better for, like, season two? Uh, like, a season two idea, you know? Oh, like, introducing, like, a new superhero. Yeah. Layla becoming a superhero. Yeah. Hey, so <laughs> we talk about this all the time. But now there's been quite a few Marvel Disney Plus shows. It seems like every season finale they decide to do this where they just go overboard with the CG and they throw in too much stuff, right? Um, I don't know what's going on over there, but it seems like they're doing this every time and it, it never works. Well, maybe I shouldn't say never because I think you could argue that Loki had kind of a strong ending, uh, but I don't know. Like, it seems like pretty much every time it it's a fail and th this is one of the bigger ones right there's tons of cg and they just threw through everything at you right as, as if seeing two egyptian gods battle and uh multiple moon knight personas battling harrow then we also get like the introduction of a new superhero right so like it's just yeah it's, it's too much what, what are your thoughts 
Yeah, like, um, it's weird how we see this time and time again. Yeah. Like, with each Marvel Disney Plus thing, and even, like, even felt like we saw this in Boba Fett, you know, like, where, like, it's, like, it, it feels like two episodes in one, and while the, the rest of the story had a pretty, like, even pace, generally, you know, um, they just seem to, like, want to really crank it up in the like for this big finale and really want everything to have like a much bigger finish than yeah. I think you really want it, you know, than what really was there. Like they want to crank it up to 11 <laughs> when really it should have been at an eight, you know, when an eight yeah. would have been the perfect mark for mm -hmm. it. Um, And, in, and like, it's weird it, because it feels like it doesn't resolve but it also doesn't feel like a cliffhanger, you know? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like they're leaving the big Easter egg for uh, what's next. But it also doesn't feel like they've resolved the conflict in a satisfying way. Especially, I think, with a lot of external conflicts going on. Because I think when you think about um, this, like, there's the, ex the internal conflict of Steven and Mark. And that's, I thought that was, you know really well done they put a lot of time into that they put they spent like a whole episode and a half just on this conflict and this internal conflict that he has and getting you really invested and so that and that's like resolved but the big external conflict you're you're kind of checked out on because it's it's like kind of messy they they completely like forego it for a whole episode yeah and more you you know, you don't even see Layla or uh, Harrow for an entire episode, and the entire plot just, like, stops. And so when it has to regain that momentum into its big external conflict climax, it's just not there. And they feel like they need to, like, ramp it up instead of giving the time that it needs. And, you know, it does feel like you could, oh, like, you could kind of say this for... Um, you know, just a, like the other Disney Plus shows, um, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, I think like, um, Hawkeye, the, uh, you know, it focused a lot really well on the relationship between Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, you know, and I think it, their relationship, you know, they spent a lot of time in it and the, you know, you really felt the, the dynamic between the two. But the big bad guy of Kingpin doesn't really show up until that episode of epi the final episode, as well yeah. as the fact that they also really needed to. They Yelena didn't show up until like one or two episodes before, and you know they have to have big explosive battles in the bit in like the middle of New York. Yep. And so you could kind of, and you can kind of like use that for the other disney plus shows i think i think what makes the loki like um finale so strong is that it kind of forces just three characters into one room for the vast majority of it you know yeah yep so i guess that's my take of it so like i don't know what do you think yeah i'm right there with you i mean i don't know what it is like 
I think we've talked about this before, but of any franchise, Marvel really does not need to do this. There's a dedicated fan base. You know, they don't have to have the huge explosive season finale every time to maintain the viewership, right? We're invested. You know, we're, we love this connected universe. We're going to watch. You don't have to throw all this shit at us, right? But we're seeing it again and again. You know, like um, you mentioned um, Hawkeye. Yeah, the Hawkeye season finale was very reminiscent. Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Like all of the season finales for these shows, they decide to just throw everything at you. You know, a huge battle, tons of characters, um, oftentimes characters that are like new to us, like you mentioned Kingpin, we talked about the Scarlet Scarab character here, like they're, they're just throwing the whole kitchen sink at us and it's too much. And like I've been saying, they don't need to do it. So uh, I don't know Like for this show to do it too, man, it sucks because, you know, I had a lot of problems with, the way the show was executed but i at the same time i respected the show for being something different they were trying something very different right uh so it was kind of refreshing in a sense but then guess what when it's all said and done they were just doing the same shit they were doing before right they're just doing this big spectacle big mess of an ending that we've seen time and again uh, so certainly disappointing. Uh, you know, it's it's not all bad. You know, we've mentioned some positives to the show, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely have to say it's it was a disappointment. This show has been a disappointment. Yeah, I agree. It's like it's almost like this like Disney Plus effect. You know, like it almost starts. It's like almost becoming its own feel of a. It's like its own type of show where it's a mini series that doesn't quite end, and but also yeah. has to throw everything to try to end it at once. Mm-hmm. It's like the Disney Plus effect. Yeah. Hey, I actually was gonna leave this for after the ratings, but since you brought it up, let's get right into it. Uh, I was gonna pose this question. You know, after seeing the Moon Knight show. I was disappointed, like I was saying, um, but I wanted to pose the question of, do you think the Disney Plus shows are kind of a quote unquote minor leagues of the MCU where the movies are actually the major leagues, right? And maybe more specifically, would you rather have your beloved Marvel character appear as a star of an MCU movie or the star of an MCU show, right? That's maybe the, the more specific question to the minor versus major league thing. What do you think? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good point. Um, right? Yeah, I think now that these MCU shows and like we've seen enough of these Disney Plus shows, I think for me to, I guess, form more of an opinion, I think initially, I think I remember saying I think we were talking about Loki that we had a, our guest on 
And I originally thought that the Disney Plus was the big future, that this is where we're going to see most of the MCU content, and that the mm -hmm. movies would largely be in their own world, that this would continue the story. And I think, um, I'm blanking on our guest name, but, uh, you know, he, he said that it was, he was saying it was going to be the opposite. And now I think I'm more, I think that I, he's right and I was wrong. I think that um, the movies are really seem to be furthering the larger, I think they're, they're much bigger in scope. They have a lot of cameos and they do a lot more in as you know, with the movie, with like a larger budget, but of course, in a smaller amount of time, I think with this, they feel they're kind of somewhere in between. They have, I, I don't think they found the right groove yet, or at least that's sort of what I'm feeling at this point in time, where they do get some really good character arcs, and I think like more like the way I've talked, just gone on and on about Oscar Isaac's performance as these characters is really well done and they put a lot of time into it. But I think the, the correct uh, hero villain protagonist antagonist balance hasn't truly been found within these yet. And it does feel like um, you can, some of these do feel, uh, uh, you know, skippable. I haven't seen Dr. Strange yet. I'm not sure how much WandaVision plays into that. Where these kind of do feel like the the a bit of the B stories, their own little self-contained things, whereas the movies are seemingly much much grander. Of course, that is you know the movie, and so I think I think uh, for my I can't really think of a character in particular that hasn't really been added yet or hasn't been mentioned yet. But I, I don't know. I think, like, the movies, I, I think I would pick that because of what we've seen with the MCU do so far with characters being with multiple movies, you know? Yeah. Like you'd want them to get the Iron Man and the Captain America treatment where they are featured in various different movies over over the course of, you know, several years with um, the big team-up movies. So I would still say, you know, I would still say the movies. Whereas, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I think if you might have asked me, I think around the time of Loki, Captain Falcon and the Winter, Captain Falcon, um, <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision, I, I actually probably would have said I would have liked a Disney Plus show. But now I'm leaning back into the movies. Yeah, I like that little historical context because i kind of forgot our conversations before where we were really looking at these shows as being the future of the marvel cinematic universe right um now that we're several shows in is that the case i don't know you know like um so yeah the thinking back then was well there's this huge slate of disney plus shows coming out and clearly they are dedicating a lot of resource. You know, we got to see some trailers and the quality of these shows seem to be like right on par with the movies. And like, just look at the runtime alone, even in a shorter run series like Moon Knight, six episodes, you're getting more runtime than a movie. 
right? So why wouldn't this be the major leagues of the MCU, right? Um, but um, as it is now, I'm totally with you. I feel like the shows, the Disney Plus shows, are the minor leagues of the MCU. And um, yeah, the the question about, oh, your beloved character, like uh, the one I was thinking of was Blade. Um, you know, I'm a yeah. big Blade f- fan, right? That's a so good one. He, he does have a movie in development. Um, but I just kind of thought about it. Like, oh, what if Blade didn't have a movie in de- development? Um, would I w- rather have a new Blade movie or would I rather have a Blade series come out, right? And I think prior to Moon Knight, I would have been like maybe maybe 50-50. I'd been like, I don't know, like more Blade, like more more like runtime of Blade. Like I'm all for that. Um, but now it's like d- definitively, I want to see the movie. Like to me, that that's how you want to see it. And um, yeah, it's not to say that I've really disliked these shows, but they, they do seem to be just a little bit more supplemental, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, we are coming off of Spider-Man No Way Home, and that was just such an epic, amazing event of a movie. Uh, So it's hard to sort of like consider the MCU movies as being anything less than like the the highest level, the the largest stage. Um, But uh, yeah, no, I I think over time, I think we're finding that the shows really are more supplemental and the movies really are the the core of of the MCU. Hmm. That does actually bring me a couple questions. Um, I guess, so the first one, because you were talking about like characters... And this is, I mean, like, I first thought it was, like, what would you think of, like, an X-Men miniseries? Even though the X-Men's a lot of characters, you know? So, and that could be, like, really broad. Like, would you want to see the X-Men on Disney Plus? Uh, or would you rather uh, uh, jump right back into another X-Men movie? Maybe if there's a specific character or a specific team you know that's a good question i think in terms of an x-men disney plus live action show that would be cool i think it might need to be a a more minor character though yeah kind of like what i'm saying like leave the major league stuff to the movies and then supplemental stuff be the shows so, you know, the Wolverines and the Cyclops type characters, you know, give them the movie treatment, you know, don't don't rinky dink the, the heavy hitters. Right. Um, but, you know, shoot, if they announced that they were going to have a Jubilee live action show, I'd be fucked. Like, I'd be like, fuck, yeah, let's go. Right. Uh, so, yeah, maybe something like that, like a like a more minor character. Yeah, like that would be cool. 
I could see the school being a show, whereas the team is the movie. Mm, you know? That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Right like on. The X-Men class or something like that, you know? Yeah. But I guess my other question. So do you think Moon Knight should have been a movie? Would you <laughs> think you would have liked it more if... Because it's about, say, five and a half hours, five and a half to six hours, you know, six hours... Um, I'm not saying they had to trim, you know, they would have to trim this story, but the general sense of this specific story, would you want to see it in, or do you think this could have just been the next big Marvel movie where they kind of shorten, they shorten some of the, uh, the general ideas of it and kind of what's going on, but deliver it in a much faster pace, you know, like would you rather have seen Moon Knight as a movie rather than a show? That's a good question. I'm thinking if they were to try to tell the story that they were trying to tell with this show in a movie format, that would have been, I think, even worse. <laughs> because I think what, what good stuff you were getting would be diminished. Like all the... Um, backstory stuff of Stephen Grant and Mark Spector would have been more limited, right? They would leave in all the fights and all the CG. What would have been trimmed was what would be, you know, uh, the, the character development, right? And that's, that's like pretty much the only good stuff in the show. So I think, um, it was episode five where you really get to know uh, the younger years of Mark and Steven. Right. And that, that was pretty powerful. Right. And it was, it was, it was uh, good to see that and some pretty solid character development there. That's the sort of stuff that would have to go, I think in a uh, movie. So yeah, if they're trying to tell this story, and a movie, it probably would have been even worse. That said, if they made a Moon Knight movie that was completely different from this show and made it more like, I don't know, say a Batman movie, <laughs> sign me up because I think that would that could have been pretty cool. Yeah, that's it. that is true. I think the part that I liked the most was the longer character development. Right, right. And yeah, that probably would get trimmed first. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes me sad to think of what could have been. Like, I'm sure there were conversations about uh, should we make a Moon Knight movie? Should we make it a show still, but maybe make it more urban? Maybe make it closer to the original Moon Knight comics were, yeah, it is more like a Batman type character. Um, yeah, what what could have came out from all of that? It was just one of those things we'll never know, but it certainly could have been really awesome. But as it is, there were disappointments. But... What rating do we give Moon Knight? Let's get to the ratings. On a scale of one to five, 
one being the absolute worst and five being the absolute best, what would you give the Moon Knight show? Christian, what are your thoughts? Hmm. You know, like, it's kind of funny. I was thinking, like, uh, when I was after the final episode and I was, like, sleeping on it, you know, driving to and from work today, I was thinking, like, what would I give it? And I think I settled on a three- I think that like I I I thought the beginning was like a solid start, a really interesting mystery, and there were some parts I really liked. I really really liked episode five. I think that was a very that was like the high mark of the series, with episode four coming in second. Like I said, I liked that kind of dungeon crawl. But you know what I think of the rest of it. Uh, the rest I was not as hot on and now honestly now that we've kind of just been talking about it for the past hour i'm even now like just thinking of lowering it to a two um because after hearing more of what the comics kind of what it could have been and i think like the way it would have engaged me as a batman fan wanting this like crime noir movie and more of that and yeah i think i'll i think i'll settle in on a two on this one Gotcha. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, I keep mentioning disappointment, and I am definitely disappointed in this show. Like I mentioned, I was really looking forward to this one and uh, did me wrong. Definitely did me wrong. Um, yeah, you know, I think of some of the cooler stuff in the comics, and um, look. The show doesn't have to be everything the comics are, um, but I, I think some of the imagery of Moon Knight in his all-white suit just pummeling the shit out of some bad guys, and there's just blood like flying, and his all-white suit is just getting covered in red blood, right? And to me, like that, that is almost what i see when i think of moon knight right that sounds the awesome yeah <laughs> right the cool. fist of conchu the the fist of vengeance right and um and you know like i said the show doesn't have to be and i might go as far as to say can't be everything the comics are uh but it, it is so completely different from the comics so Right off the bat, I was thrown for a loop a bit. I do understand and respect the uh, the, the change they were going for. Um, yeah. Oh, you mentioned um, that fourth episode, how it's kind of re reminiscent of Indiana Jones action adventure. And um, that's cool. You know, like they're going for something different. Like Batman's been done time and again let's try something different let's do some indiana jones shit something we haven't seen in the mcu before i get that that that's cool um oscar isaac like we we keep saying it's phenomenal in this show um but uh bottom line yeah they dropped the ball with this one and uh hugely disappointing I would say my least favorite MCU 
Disney Plus show to date. Uh, live action uh, disclaimer. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, had some problems with this one, to say the least. I'll also give it a two out of five. And with that, we can wrap up the episode. Oh, one last thing that just popped into my head. Um, and this added just, just a little bit more disappointment. You know, um, with the show, I, I just was not able to get into it. Didn't have a whole lot of fun with it. But I thought, you know, with the season wrapping up in episode six, maybe they'll give me something cool, a little little fan service, a little cameo, Easter egg, something. And they did give us Jake Lockley, you know, the third Moon Knight persona, which was cool. Um, but I was thinking a little bigger. Maybe we might get to see Blade. I don't know, maybe a Daredevil little tease, something. I know there were um, some rumors that Werewolf by Night would appear. You know, Werewolf by Night is uh, is the comic that Moon Knight first appeared in. Um, there really was nothing. There was no trace of a shared universe, really. I mean, I shouldn't say no trace, but um, I, there's some Easter eggs there. I think there's a mention of the ancestral plane from black Panther, I think, but it was very subtle and um, yeah, no uh, crossover appearances to speak of. So that was disappointing for me. Yeah. Any, any thoughts on your end Christian about oh, yeah. how they really strayed from, from doing the shared universe thing. You here? know, funnily enough, that's actually a part that I liked about it. I liked that. Ah. It was kind of doing its own thing thing it, it like and while it was in the mcu and like of course moon knight's gonna show up somewhere else it's the you know it's marvel mm -hmm. i kind of like that it didn't uh like you know try to do any of that and it was just wanted to do its own thing with its own characters and like and that was different you know we haven't seen it's like we haven't seen the fully self-contained mcu story in a while uh which sounds weird to say there's zero cameos, zero crossover. And so I, I, I thought that was, you know, a nice little breath of fresh air. I know. So, but, um, I mean, I think the other big thing is it's like, Oh, daredevil, you know? Yeah. Are we going to see daredevil next? You know? Yeah. When are we going to bring in daredevil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could have used a little of that. I could have used yeah. a little teaser, something. You know, we really got nothing there. Um, and I guess, you know, with the disappointment of the season, I thought it would have been kind of cool if they treated the season like a six-episode origin story and they would lead to Moon Knight going to New York City and becoming the the urban protector there something like that and then maybe you get a little i don't know daredevil teaser or something like that um yeah just you know my uh <laughs> my hopes and dreams there <laughs> <laughs> but i understand what you're saying like 
I guess it is kind of cool that they decided to go like completely self-contained here. Um, just would have been cooler if they did a better job of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that part. Yep, yep. Okay, and with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Christian. <laughs>